engagement is not just, oh, they opened my email or they clicked something or they accidentally hit reply. Engagement means you have an open door to a relationship. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Today, you'll hear an episode from our Takeover Tuesday series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme. Here we go. Hey, James, how you doing, my friend? I am incredible, Sangram. How are you? Fantastic, dude. All right. So this is the third episode on the Tuesday series that is all about efficiency that you're taking over. And I love all the things that you've been talking about and the people that you're bringing in. So this time you're bringing our good friend, Logan. And I'm curious, what is the topic with Logan? Yeah. So first off, Sangram, I have not said this in the other two episodes, but thank you so much for allowing me to do this Takeover Tuesday series in, in January. It has been a blast for me getting to, to do these interviews around efficiency. And this episode with Logan, similar to last week where I talked to someone from our team, our operations director, I wanted to talk to our director of partnerships. And Logan is it plays that, that role in our organization at Sweetfish. And I feel like he has helped us build just an efficient machine around our sales function. And so I wanted to bring him in to walk through the stages of our sales process and what we're doing at each of the stages in our sales process that are just making the entire process hyper-efficient. And so I'm excited to share this interview with you. I had a blast. I, I talk with Logan just about every day. And so I think when you get into this interview, you're going to tell that we, we obviously talk a lot. And so this interview is incredibly valuable. I say that about all of these because these people that I'm talking to, in my opinion, are just brilliant. So I'm really excited for people to hear this one. That's great, man. As, as you know, in like 2018, I interviewed about 60 different Terminators on the podcast. And I tell you, you, we sometimes give too much credit to people just externally to the organization, which is, you know, again, we want to aspire and look out for people that are out there and emulate some of those behaviors. But too often, we do not give as much love, respect, and almost praise to the people who are internally helping us build our own businesses. So with Andrew, with Logan, I think what you're doing and opening up, hopefully for other people, is that if you're in your organization, you need to lift up the people that are making the organization, the good organization that you have, uh, into great. So this is awesome. I can't hear and how to instantly connect with your future customers. That's what the topic is. So let's go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry. I'm one of the co-hosts of this Takeover Tuesday series, and I am thrilled to be bringing you Logan Lyles, Director of Partnerships at Sweetfish Media. And we're going to be talking about, uh, to stay in line with the theme of the rest of these interviews, we're going to be talking about efficiency. But where Logan's superpower is, where I've seen it most in our business, is in the function of sales. He's our Director of Partnerships. So he's bringing on new agency partners, he's bringing on new customers, and he has brought a level of sophistication and a level of thoroughness to our sales process that I've honestly never seen before, never experienced. And so, Logan, how are you doing today, man? I, I'm thrilled to chat with you. 
I am doing fantastic, man. As a longtime listener of the Flip My Funnel podcast, it is an honor to join you over here in this stream. A big fan of Sangram's and really excited to be on Flip My Funnel as a guest, man, for sure. I love it. So Logan, you are actually a co-host of the B2B Growth Show with myself and a, and a few other folks now. And so you're, you know, you're a seasoned podcaster, but what we're going to be talking about in this episode is around the efficiency that you've been able to create in our sales process. There's three components that I want to talk about in today's episode. And the three are engage, nurture, and close. So we're going to be talking about kind of how, how do we engage our target accounts in an efficient way? How do we nurture those relationships again, efficiently? And, and then how do we close those relationships and turn those future customers, like Sangram always says, into actual customers? And so those are the three components that we're going to cover in this episode. But Logan, is there, is there any kind of context that you would want to give before we dive into this three-part framework? Yeah, I think the thing I would say is that, you know, we're going to be talking about how I leverage our podcast as both the host of a show and heading up the sales function for our agency. We happen to be a podcast agency, so that's also what we do. But I think the systematic approach here, we've seen clients, we've seen other podcasters use this strategy and, and tie podcasting, which is normally seen as a marketing function into uh, sales efficiency, sales enablement, and business development through you know what we call content-based networking, but it, it weaves in and out of the sales process for us in a lot of different ways. And I think that, that those things can be applicable to other B2B sales people and, and sales teams out there as well. I love it. So, so Logan, let's, let's dive into the first part of this three-part framework. Uh, and it's around engagement. We, I, I know Singram talks about this a lot, but you'll never win business if you're not actually engaging your target accounts. So mm -hmm. what are you doing, Logan, to efficiently connect with our target accounts at Sweetfish? Yeah. So everybody out there knows that cold outreach is, you know, seeing diminishing returns. The spray and pray model really isn't working. Obviously, every market and, and every company is different. I'm not saying you know, that outbound is, is completely dead. I'm not going to be one of those that says any channel is dead because I think you have to, you have to test. But what we have seen is that this systematic change from let's reach out to people that we could do business with and ask them to have a business conversation about the value of our product or service as the opener to the relationship. That is the piece that I have, have thankfully been able to take out of my sales process and completely replace that with an initial interaction that adds value to my prospective client, or excuse me, we're on Flip My Funnel, I need to say future <laughs> customers. Sorry about that, Sangram. <laughs> to my future customers, I'm gonna reach out to them and initiate the relationship with something of value to them. And that, in my case, is hosting them and featuring them as a guest on our podcast. One, we see higher response rates than, than we would, you know, we've experimented with outsourced sales development teams. And I can tell you that the response rate on those campaigns is nowhere near the responsiveness that we get by inviting people to be guests on our podcast, whether that's one-to-one -one message on LinkedIn or connection requests or in-mail or via email or engaging with someone on Twitter. And so to me, that, that engage piece is find a way 
to engage with your clients that delivers value to them outside of your product or service because everyone assumes that you wouldn't be selling something if it weren't valuable. But we've got to go a step beyond that with people that we're trying to truly engage with. Yeah. And I hear people talk all the time, Logan, you know, you got to add value, you got to add value, you got to add value. I hear very few people talking about how do you actually add value? And so the problem with that is I think that like you, you, like you alluded to, I think most people just assume that, oh, well, my product is valuable. So if I lead by trying to book a demo or if I lead, you know, if I send my initial message, my, either my phone call, my email, my, my LinkedIn message, if I lead with saying how I can, you know, save them on their IT expenses, well, that's not leading independent of your product. That's leading with your product or service and mm-hmm. people don't want to feel sold to. And so I can spot a sales email from a mile away, but mm-hmm. anytime that someone wants to reach out to me and collaborate with me and creating a piece of content with me, I'm ecstatic. I'm, I'm honored. I, my ego is stroked. Of course, I'm going to engage with that person because yeah. there is something valuable to me. Even if the show doesn't have a big audience, I know that from a PR perspective, you know, it looks good for me to be mm-hmm. featured on different publications. And so it doesn't have to be a podcast. Obviously, we're a podcast agency and that's, that's really exciting for us when, when people choose to leverage content-based networking in that way because that's something that we can tangibly help serve them with. But you can do it with eBooks, you can do it with white papers, you can do it with a blog series or a mm-hmm. video series. There's endless amounts of types of collaborative content. Uh, you could do it with a book. You could yep. do it with a virtual summit. Uh, you could do it with a series of webinars. I mean, you could go on and on and on. Whatever the content type is, it, it doesn't really matter so long as you have the mindset of, I'm not reaching out to future customers with the intent to try to like hook, line, and sink a closed deal or go straight for the throat and try to get a meeting with them where we're going to talk right. about our product or service. I would much rather make this small investment you know, a 15 to 20 minute content collaboration, uh, inject that into the beginning part of my sales cycle so that I'm engaging with them genuinely, creating good content with them that, by the way, that marketing is going to get a ton of value from uh, Mm -hmm. because they're going to be able to slice and dice and repurpose that content in a million different ways. So this piece, I know very few people talking about engaging target accounts in this way. The people that are doing it are like, James, stop talking about it because this is this is like our golden bullet. This is silver or silver bullet. <laughs> a little I guess. secret. No one yeah, knows. <laughs> it, yeah. No, like, you know, anytime we try to do a content collaboration, it, it works incredibly well. Well, mm-hmm. duh, because it makes sense on a psychological level. People mm-hmm. don't want to be sold to, but people mm-hmm. do want to look like an expert. And so mm-hmm. if you can create some sort of collaborative content piece that allows you to reach out to people, not by saying, hey, do you want to book a demo? Or, hey, do you want to try our service? Instead, you're saying, hey, I'd love to feature you in this thing that we're working on. Are you interested? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, right. It's just, it completely changes the conversation. But then that begs the question, Logan, which is what I want to ask you next. So you've engaged your target accounts and we've figured this out. You now co-host the show. We're, we're about to add two, two additional people in, in more of yes. like an SDR role that are going to be joining the show in January. And we're expanding because it doesn't matter how many episodes we do. The more episodes means the more relationships. But once we've engaged that target account, we've got them on the show. There's a, there's a critical next step, and that is the nurturing process. What have you done to efficiently nurture relationships that you've mm-hmm. created through the show? But obviously, mm-hmm. we want to turn them from future customers into being customers. So 
you can't just flip a switch and make that happen. Some nurturing needs to happen. Can you walk us through kind of what that looks like? It's definitely not a magic bullet that every time we have someone on our podcast, they sign up as a client. And I don't think whatever product or service you're offering, there is that magic bullet, but it opens the door. And now you have the opportunity where engagement is not just, oh, they opened my email or they clicked something or they accidentally hit reply. Engagement means you have an open door to a relationship. So what do you do in your other relationships in your life? You nurture them, you invest in them. And so that to me, just to give people some tactical ways to think about this, it balances between some automated, some template-based stuff that you can do that is very repeatable. And then the other side of it is the more personal touches. So I'll touch based on the, the easy kind of templated stuff. You know, if you have someone on a podcast or you highlight them on a web series or for a blog series or whatever the content collaboration is, maybe it's an event. Let's go old school. Let's yeah. do it in person, whatever. You know, what we do at the podcast is we always let people know, hey, here's when your episode's going to go live. I will get you an email out when your episode goes live. Just saying that and having a system in place to give them a link to their episode so that they can share it. And by the way, it has a graphic with their profile on it um, associated with the show that is, you know, uh, positioning them as an expert in their field, whether that's financial, legal, marketing, sales, entrepreneurship, whatever the case is and sets them up. Hey, that's great. I'd love to give my marketing team a little bit of heads up of when this is going to come out. I mean, there are a lot of people who are paying PR agencies to get them placed on podcasts and events and speaking series. And so the fact that you're doing that and offering an easy way for them to share that reinforces another point of value that you're delivering to them. Something else we do with the podcast you know, it, it, there's benefit to us in asking for reviews of our show. But quite frankly, when we ask guests with another follow-up email in our sequence, in addition to the, hey, your episode went live, another thing we do is say, hey, we would love for you to leave a review on the podcast. It's going to help your episode be seen by more people. So it's another non-sales, non-hard ask touch point with that future customer. Now, on the personal side, I've seen people who, who have a podcast who don't sell podcasting as a service like we do. Maybe they sell sales training and they're interviewing sales leaders who could purchase their service. When they're interviewing those leaders, they're asking very calibrated questions that, that are making good content, but they're also qualifying the situation and learning more about that business. And I've seen this even in you know our podcast. I'm talking to marketers all the time. I'm learning about what's important to them and some of the challenges they face. And then that leads to a follow-up conversation after the recording is off to where I can ask them a specific question. And so if I do have an opportunity to ask directly later on, is there a good fit between your company and our service? One, I have a relationship, but two, I'm better informed. And so the continuing of that relationship um, is more efficient and that buyers really want salespeople who understand their pain, no longer can we say, hey, can I ask for 15 minutes uh, to learn about your business and learn about what keeps you up? You already night? know it. We already know it. By the way, when you're asking people to collaborate on content, don't ask for 15 minutes because that's the, <laughs> uh, you know, that telltale of uh, seeing a sales email. So those yep. are some of the things both on the, the very systematic and the more one-off, you know, nuanced approach, but some things that I think people can do regardless of whatever the content collaboration platform is. So we've engaged our target accounts using content-based networking, some sort of content collaboration. 
we're we're nurturing those relationships by you know letting them know hey the content went live here are some ways that you can engage the content to get more exposure to it you're, you're probably going to follow them on social now you're mm-hmm. commenting on different things that, that they're posting so you're nurturing genuinely nurturing that relationship now it comes to actually turning that future customer into an actual customer what have you done there to make that part of the process as efficient as you've made it mm-hmm. yeah so there is still starting the sales conversation, right? Oftentimes that can even happen as quickly as, you know, post-interview. Literally today I've had, you know, several podcast interviews and and a number of them I casually brought up, hey, if you guys are ever thinking about dipping your toes into podcasting, definitely let us know. Um, You've just experienced a little bit about what we do. So we can definitely talk strategy at some point. So there is an ask for opening the conversation, but it comes at a point after you've delivered value and there's context around it. Now, yeah. do I ask that question of every single person we have on the show immediately? When have you thought about podcasting? Not necessarily. No, I feel out the conversation. I think you know more and more salespeople are going to have to understand and develop you know emotional intelligence and those EQ st- skills to feel out situations as we get enabled by other things that are going to help us be more productive. So feeling out that situation, uh, figure out then, you know, when is the right time to follow up? Maybe it's just, hey, let's touch base again, you know, at this time. Or maybe there is a, a sales conversation that starts, it gets further along in the process. And maybe this is someone who we've already done a B2B growth interview with on our podcast or, or maybe not. You know, oftentimes in the B2B space, we're selling to buyers who are part of a committee. You know, I forget what the number is now. Is it 6.8? Is it (laughs) 7.2? People who are involved in a buying decision, whatever it is. And maybe that other 0.8 of a person or whatever, you know, that other person that could be crucial to the buying decision. Hey, why not feature you guys again on on the podcast? Let's find another way to engage other people or Maybe there's a sales conversation that happened outside of this. You can accelerate the process by saying, hey, I've been, you know, it's kind of gone silent, whether or not what we talked about in our product or service being a fit for you guys, whether that's up for discussion right now or not, I'd love to collaborate with you in this way, having you on the podcast, having you contribute or whatever. And so that re-engagement can often accelerate deals and help with that sales velocity and then obviously kick kick more content back to marketing. So it's almost kind of coming full circle back to that engagement piece in we sometimes have to re-engage people. Our sales yeah. cycles can be longer in B2B. And to so get the deal closed. Yeah. And so going back to uh, I've even had it before where, you know, a a future customer kind of went dark on me and it kind of dawned on me, hey, I've had their sales VP on the podcast. I should reach out to their VP of marketing and have him or her on the podcast as yeah. well. And I almost slip my mind because I'm in such a rhythm with it of engaging new future customers, but people within in your sales funnel, it could be a great way to open the door uh, to get a response and ultimately, you know, drive that efficiency through your sales process towards yeah. the end and closer to close. I mean, I, I think the idea, Logan, of sales teams instead of sales representatives being looked at as as salespeople transforming them into journalists first. Obviously, you need you have a skill set in sales. You, you sold copiers for for 10 years. You know how to sell. 
And so combining your knowledge and skill in the art of selling with a journalist's mindset where you are reaching out, engaging with our target buyers, collaborating with them to create really good content for the market at large. Now we're scaling the relationship nurturing process with the thousands of people that listen to our podcast. I think we're getting like 85 to 90,000 downloads a month on B2B growth. So that relationship is the the relationships being built there. We're not even talking about here. We're just talking about the relationships with your Mm -hmm. guests. And so by having that kind of dual focus, as opposed to just hiring salespeople that can, you know, get deals across the line. If you have someone with that skill and say, Hey, but we actually, the way we approach the market is we take a journalistic approach to our account engagement and we want to engage our potential Mm -hmm. buyers, our future customers by making them look Mm -hmm. like heroes and featuring them in our content. And that actually how you're going to establish your pipeline, how you're going to build relationships with people that can eventually buy from us. And so right. I think it's it's a transformational idea. Obviously, a lot of our customers are, are marketers now, but I really think there's massive opportunity for sales teams to transform in this way. And, and seeing it happen with our small sales team of one currently about to be three, <laughs> I don't know of a more efficient and effective way to do it in a way that it does not beat people over the head with this, like I'm in this 27 part email cadence uh, mm-hmm. that I can't get out of. And all like, it's, it's, it's annoying. This is, this is flattering. It's, it's ego stroking. It's, right. it's value giving by featuring someone in content that you're producing and promoting. So thank you so much, Logan, for, for sharing this three-part process, this engaging with, with content-based networking, nurturing those relationships, and then closing that business extremely efficient way to to take deals all the way through the funnel. And if you're listening to this, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate your your attention. And as Sangram always says, without a community, you're simply a commodity. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.